Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We are your hosts, Derek and Ceci, and thank you for joining us for Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, in completely shocking news, uh, Professor Oak is unable to join us because we're recording on our lunch break, and we honestly just have no idea where he is. We didn't check in with him. We got like 30 minutes before we have to get back to doing things, so uh, Oak, you missed out on this one. You might have been available for the first time literally ever, but... We'll never know. We don't We don't care. Now... <laughs> The last time we left our trainers on top of Spirit Pillar after catching the demons that Team Galactic had successfully summoned, Dialga and Palkia, that are ready to end the world and, as you heard in the interview, are ready to fuck shit up. Now, before we get to how we want to intervene in this, uh, let us know how Jenna's team is doing. Jenna's team is looking good. So starting us out, we have Coca-Cola Infernape level 44, of course her fighting type for the Veilstone City Gym. FOMOCO, Luminion, level 42, water type for the Pistoria City Gym. Pfizer, Abomasnow, also level 42. Both the grass type from the Eterna City Gym and the ice type representing the Snowpoint City Gym. Exxon, the Bastiodon, also at level 42. Rock type for the Orberg City Gym and steel type representing the Canalave City Gym. National Park Service, Pachirisu, level 43, not representing any gyms currently, but that's uh, likely going to change in this episode right here. Um, and then finally, rounding out Jenna's team, she has Amazon the Miss Magius, finally at level 44, now a ghost type and representing the Heart Home City gym. Hey. And then Poojus has the squad going as well. He's got Poo, the Haunter, the Ghost Gym, level 42. Rampudos, the Rampardos, the Rock Gym, level 42. Got Shartinks, the Luxray, the Electric Gym. It's electric at level 42. <laughs> got Turdwig, the Torterra, the Grass Gym at level 42. You got Pulipper, the Pelipper, the Water Gym at level 42. And you also got Pucario, the Lucario. At level 40, uh, 34, excuse me, that is the fighting gym. So, bam. That's Great Pooja's job. Team. Ready, to, <laughs> ready to fight shit. Now, after leaving uh, this this uh, Spear Pillar, I wanted to call it Apex Mountain, and I don't know why. Um, Completely Spear wrong Pillar, words. All the way wrong. Wrong across Apex the board. Apex Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> after we leave Apex Mountain, um, there's... Not really a ton to do. Poo just actually had to get some stuff straightened out. Poo just head over to the move deleter and the move reminder person to kind of fix up some stuff on the team. Uh, Rampudo's got a little HM heavy, so had to get some of that straightened out. Mm. Also, Poo, new dream meter, didn't know hypnosis, so had to get that remedied and get that fixed because <laughs> that was a completely useless attack, um, just taking up space at that point. So got that figured out and then figured out eventually how to make it over to Route 222. Um, yeah, for Jenna, it's like, all right, we legitimately, literally, absolutely, not figuratively in any way, just stopped the end of the world. And now what? We just, like, go back to our little, like, Pokemon League journey to go get this eighth badge. It's, like, such a, like, there was such a climactic point last episode with team galactic and now it's like that's handled that's settled you know we're moving on but it's like how where do you even go from there apparently 
sunny shore city but it definitely felt like just totally incongruent with the rest of this journey what i will say is route 222 is known as the rick ross route um why is that (laughs) what you don't know you you know the song every day i'm hustling i mean like vaguely but well it's a in 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 the poem every day i'm hustling by the (laughs) great poet rick ross he states don't tote no 22s magnum cost me 22 sat it on them 22s birds go for 22 little mama's super thick she say she 22 she's seen them 22s we in room 222 so this is the rick ross route because he rhymed 22 with 22 i believe six or seven times in that line that's so, uh, honestly i'm just like very impressed i'm like yeah you like fucking did that and you committed to it and that's why it worked he just was like you know what i'm around 22 with 22 he's like you know what else rhymes with 22 22 you know what else rhymes with 22 motherfucking 22 and at the end he's like i gotta mix it up a little bit we need a different word i'm gonna make it 222 and, and now we're we there <laughs> gotta love gotta love some rose i gotta I always need a little dose of rose in my life now all right, so that that's all I have to say about Route 222. No, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, not a ton here. There's like two little paths. There's like a beach path with a bunch of fishermen that you can bother, and then there's another path that's just some people chilling. There's like a cop that's walking super fast and is really sketchy. Um, yeah, who like tells us that he's very nervous at night, and I was like, all right, noted. Like, do not come back here at night because yeah. we will be wrongfully arrested for something. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I don't like the vibe. It, yeah, it's sketchy vibes. But yeah, that, that was basically it. It's not a super long path. There's a lot of trainers. So it, it's definitely like a, who just was ready to kind of get to Sunny Shore and saw like geographically how like short the distance was. Didn't expect to have like an army of people just waiting, but it's Yeah, cool. so for reference, Route 222 is to the east of Hotel Grand Lake, which if you recall, listeners, way back several episodes ago... So we tried to go east initially, weren't able to do so because of this blackout that was happening. Looks like that's been cleared out, um, so we are now able to further progress past uh, Hotel Grand Lake, because that's the only part of Sinnoh at this point that we have not traversed through. Um, and, you know, while Route 222 is mostly just a bunch of trainers who are, like, straight chilling, um, there are a couple of houses here. So on the house on the right, there's a fisherman who's super into remorades. Don't know why that's the Pokemon you pick, or the fish Pokemon even, that you decide that you're going to be super into, but that's what he's decided, apparently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, he will assess the size of any Remoraids that you bring him, and, like, if that's your thing, you want to go for, like, the Remoraid size, like, championship, like, live your best life. This is where you do that. Yeah. It's not the size of the remorade, it's the squiggle of the fish. Oh my god. That's what they say in the Pokemon world. That's like actually upsetting to me. (laughs) That just made me very uncomfortable. That created a mental image that I would like burn from my mind. uh, A remorade remorade dick? Is that that what you're picturing? No, just like the the whole thing just like going in there. Like the whole thing. So we've solved the mystery. This this fisherman has a remorade dick. Oh, now we God. know why he's being so weird about it. <laughs> Obviously. You should probably go to a doctor to get that checked out, sir. Um, now, moving on. Anyway, in another house, there is a person that field correspondent Gabby decided to speak to for <laughs> unknown reasons. But if you want to know why, stick around. 
for this interview. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Hey there folks, field correspondent Gabby here with the president of the Pikachu fan club. It's so good to have you here with us. What's your name? Hi, I'm Pikachu's biggest fan. So tell our listeners, what is it that you like about Pikachu? Well, ever since I was told that Pikachu was real, it just looks so good. Wait, did you think Pikachu wasn't real? Uh, well, when I fed it some poffins with butter, everything changed. I love Pikachu. So do you think everyone should be training Pikachu? Uh, no. Not everyone has to like it to be the best. Everyone just has to try it. What are some other Pokemon that you like? Well, I like Squirtle, I like Bulbasaur, I like Charmander, but mostly Pikachu. Look at this thing. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's Pikachu! If you or anyone you know loves Pikachu, you can come to me and I'll tell you all about it. All right, we just have time for one more question, the patented hard-hitting question for the folks at home. How would you describe a Pikachu to someone who has never trained one before? Uh, a big lump with knobs. It has the shock. It's the part that mostly makes me like Pikachu. I hope you guys have a Pikachu-tastic day. <laughs> That's just a pun about Pikachu. Now back to our show. Interesting. I feel the internet meme culture desire to create a song out of that. I don't know if it's just me that's having that flow through me right now, but like the internet meme lords, the spirit has entered my body. (laughs) You should see some sort of a, uh, what, what is it that they do when people are possessed by demons? Exorcism? Yes, you should seek an exorcist for that. Because the spirits possess your body. Okay. Good job. Great pun. That's the way to <laughs> I forgot Are you what telling me was. you don't want me to create a viral TikTok sound about Pikachu? You're wrong. No, nobody even knows who Pikachu is. That's mm. definitely the least popular Pokemon. Yeah, fair. All right. Bottom fine. Five. On to Sunny Shore City. Sunny Shore. Now, in Sunny Shore City... It's really sunny, and it's got some shores on it. I think that's where it got the name. Um, there's shores everywhere. There's water everywhere, if you didn't get enough water. Um, yeah. When we it's... enter the town, there is some dude with a red afro who's like, Hey, yo, my friend is super depressed. Also, he's the gym leader here. Can you try and, like, cure his depression? And I was like, I mean, we're not mental health professionals, so no. no. And he's like, no, it's fine. He doesn't need therapy. He doesn't need antidepressants. He just needs a good gym battle to, like, remind him about the joys of living. We were just like, some dirt on it. You're, That's like, the... total boomer. Flint must be a boomer because, like, that. <laughs> Like starting off this whole journey just like not not very strong. <laughs> no. Flint, I'm like looking at a like a larger picture of Flint. Makes me very uncomfortable. He's a white dude with a red afro. Like it's Yeah, also not the way he's great. wearing his collar and he's got a choker on. I am Ooh, not liking yeah. any of this. It he looks like he's wearing cargo pants. Buttons unbuttoned. Also, why is his belt so big? And why, why is, is he wearing cargo pants with like flip flops? Oh, with flip flops. 
Cyclops. Oh, no. This entire thing is, like, red flag. No pun He's intended like, for the hair. Top, his, like, polo shirt situation is skin tight so he's like european on top and then he's like 90s grunge on his cargo pants and then also flip-flops because he's from the midwest like my man and then has like a what looks like a clown wig he's got the ronald mcdonald the ronald mcdonald going on up top that is like honestly the greatest like approximation that you could possibly like describe his hair as. Like it's not good. It's he's no. even wearing a yellow shirt. Wait, is this just like Ronald McDonald? Are we wait, <laughs> oh, is, shit. is Sino in the past? Like is, is this, this his before he became Yes? <laughs> wow, what, what a fucking fall from grace that you I am looking up this is Ronald this is a hundred percent Ronald. They call him uh Ronnie Mac back in the day. No, they called him Flint, apparently. Oh, that's even for. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can I what? send it? Yeah. I need to send you a picture. <laughs> Theater of the mind here. This is. <laughs> Ronald McDonald has fallen on some rough times, y'all. Oh, Here's no. A... Art station artwork. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why would you oh. send this oh that's I flint that. i hated that oh god that's no. flint all right it, it, well anyway flint wants us to cure depression with pokemon battles and it's like that's not how this works my man so we ignored yeah. him i don't know about what you guys did but we absolutely ignored him maybe that's why he became a clown he wanted to try to make his friend happy wow 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 I, that's, you're blowing my mind right now. I wish I had, like, a more intelligent response to this than just saying wow a bunch of times, but, like, it just makes so much sense. Like, you can't solve depression with Pokemon battles, so you become a clown to, like, cheer him up, but then, like, that doesn't work because you're not a therapist. Wow. And then he just descends into fast food hell. Wow. And also, if you, oh, shit, if you take Flint and you, like, rotate the letters in the alphabet by 10 each it spells out ron m <laughs> i made you think for a second there though didn't you I? did make You're me lazy. think at, well i wasn't at first i was just like are is that even the right number of letters and then it wasn't and so no not now. even close but it made you think and that's what we're here for it did um okay. so yeah he tells us that um his friend Volkner, who's the gym leader, is at the Vista Lighthouse. So obviously we went everywhere in Sunny Shore City except there because I did not want to deal with that right now. Um, yeah. So wandering around the city, there is like a lower level, like ground level. That's where you got like your houses, your Pokemon, your Pokemon Center, all that good stuff. Um, the Sunny Shore Market, which was this phenomenal flea market on the ground level. Did you guys go in there? No. Flea markets scare me. I'm afraid of fleas, and flea markets remind me of fleas. So, Pooja's may have gone. I didn't go. All right. Well, inside... Fleas the... are terrible. Have you ever seen a flea up close? Like, real talk. Have you ever seen a flea up close? No. I'm not judging you. I, I'm fleas... marginally judging the connection, but, like, I see how it works. So they like... have giant butts, and they <laughs> jump really high. I don't, do not send me, no, stop. I see I'm not sending you a picture. No, I'm not sending a picture. I'm just like looking at it and it's like they can jump so high and they just like, anything they can jump like 700 times its body, I don't trust. Did I ever tell you my insane flea story? Wait, this is so important. I'm going to keep this in the episode. 
Um, no, Barkley used to have fleas. Well, so last Christmas, um, my family lives in Tennessee. So I went down to visit them. It was just after Christmas because we spent Christmas actually with my boyfriend's family. But um, I brought all my cats with me. At the time, there were just three. But I brought them with me to the house because, like, what am I going to do? Leave my cats alone? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, so we all head down to Tennessee and we're like chilling, whatever. Um, and we come back afterwards, like at New Year's and there's this horrific worm situation in the cats. Don't know who has worms. Don't know where it came from. It's all bad. We go to the vet and the vet is like, yeah, this is such and such worm. I don't even remember what it was, but it only comes from the bite of fleas. Like that's how it's transmitted. And I was like, yo, you got to check all of them right now because we had stayed in, like, you know, my a pet-friendly hotel. We'd stayed at my boyfriend's parents' house. We'd stayed at my parents' house. Um, and they, like, couldn't find any evidence of fleas. There was no, like, flea dirt, nothing on them. Turns out my parents neglected to tell me my twin brother who had stayed with them for actual Christmas, so we didn't actually overlap. It was like he left and then I arrived, had brought his dogs who had fleas. And then they just, like, didn't tell me. And then, like, presumably that's the only thing I can come up with is, like, because we stayed in the pet-friendly hotel on the way down to Tennessee well before Christmas. So, like, the timeline just didn't work. Like, we did a straight shot Mm -hmm. back to Michigan from Tennessee on the way back. And then they started having symptoms within a couple of days of us being back. So, like, the timeline just didn't add up for it potentially being the hotel. So it had to be my parents' house. Um and, like, yeah, presumably my brother's dogs, like, left a flea or something, was chilling there, and then they bit my cat, and then my cats all had worms, and then they all had to be dewormed, and that was a fucking nightmare. The end. Uh, so, yeah, no, Barkley got fleas from another fun story. If you think it was, we moved from Miami to Atlanta, um, the, the moving company was the worst I've ever used. Like, absolutely terrible. Like, destroyed most of our stuff, charged insane oh. amounts of money, like literally charged us an extra five hundred dollars because our hallway was too long in the apartment complex what Just a bunch of assholes yeah i ended up t- i literally ended up carrying everything myself because they wanted to charge me five hundred dollars so i said fuck you and i literally moved the stuff out of the truck myself wow um, but what made it even worse is our mattress was stored in really bad conditions and was infested with fleas <gasps> because it was stored in like so we had to throw the mattress out, but Barkley got fleas because of it. Oh, um, no. And we only found out because over by the toilet and everything in the bathroom, it was like white tile. And you could see like little red streaks. And it looked like it almost looked like dirt. We couldn't figure out what it was. It was blood because yeah. of all the fleas taking shits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The flea dirt. That's what it's called. Yeah. Because it looks yeah, like dirt. Flea shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, how we found out. Man. And how to get it. Yeah. So that was fun. Whatever that moving company was, I don't remember you, but fuck you. Yeah. I hope you get I'm hit so by a moving sorry. truck. Yeah. Um, well, that seems pretty likely considering that they work in the moving truck industry. See? <laughs> Got them. Okay. Anyway, Enough about fleas. Anyway, the story is keep your cats inside so they don't get and fleas. And don't go to flea markets. I don't want to and, go to a market with fleas. Okay. Well, this flea market is seals for ball capsules, which I know you guys were not that into. We were very into. So um, that was just very fun. Like an enjoyable experience for me and Jenna. <laughs> Why is it called um, a flea market? I don't know. That's a great question. So there's a general agreement that the term flea market is a literal translation of the French marché à pousser, an outdoor bazaar in Paris, France, France, named after those pesky little parasites of the order 
Siphonaptera. Wigless bloodsucker. Why did you name it after a flea? That infested. That infested the upholstery of old furniture brought out for the sale. So ah! they used to all the old furniture and stuff would be covered in fleas. So they called it a flea market. Bam. Way back in the day in Paris, and then they started calling them flea markets as a joke, and then we called them flea markets because that's what Paris called them. I guess so. I mean, I'm sure the flea like situation is like you know consistent but anyway moving on um there's not a whole lot to do on the ground level so then we go up to the secondary level which are these um bridge platforms connecting sort of the rocky outcrops of the city um made of solar panels which i was very intrigued by because we just went to a solar farm in michigan and they were talking about how they never wash them, so there's, like, some dirt buildup, but they're, like, at an angle, so, like, the rain, like, will rinse them off. It's, like, a very interesting concept. But mm-hmm. these solar panels are flat with rails, like, guardrails, so you can't, like, fall off. It just seems like unless the sun is directly overhead, it's not mm-hmm. really the best, like, placement for solar panels. Yeah, not very efficient. It feels like they were just, like, winging it completely. Yeah, it's not very efficient, and there are other locations, like other rocky outcrops in this city that aren't being utilized for anything, where you could put up some, like, standard-issue, like, angled solar panels to actually capture sunlight. And then this would just be, like, a kitschy thing. I don't know. Um, But it was fun. It was different. It was interesting. Again, very into the whole green energy vibe. Um that Sinnoh's trying to shift over to. At least they're A for effort, even if it's not the most efficiently set up. Yeah. Um, So wandering around, walking into random buildings, obviously still not going to the Vista Lighthouse. Um, Jenna and I found this older couple, um, and apparently this is where Cyrus, the Team Galactic boss, grew up, which makes sense because there, like, are people throughout the city who are like, yeah, like, we've heard of Team Galactic, but we've never seen them. Like, I, we don't really know what's going on, like, in the other part of Sinnoh. We, we don't really care about them. And it's just very interesting, right? Like, Cyrus decided not to do any evil shit in his hometown. He must really like Sunny Shore. I mean, it's pretty great. Like, it's sunny and watery. Like, what else could you possibly want? So They'll be protected from the demon apocalypse. Look at them. Uh, they also, continuing just the story of history and, um, relationships, someone in town, I don't even remember who, um, also told us that the underground man, the dude in Eterna City, who, like, gave us our, um, spelunking kit for the Sinnoh Underground, is also related to Rourke and Byron. Unclear how, if that's, like, a grandfather or, like, an uncle or, like, what, but, um, that family apparently is one of the powerful families of Sinnoh. Two gym leaders and the underground man. The underground man sounds like the name of like a really bad 90s horror movie. The underground man. Like it's some sort of like (laughs) mole person that just like comes out and eats people in their sleep. Fair. That's my contribution. Um, Now, did y'all try to enter the gym to try to go beat Volkner into a sense of happiness? No, we avoided the gym. We continued walking into random people's houses. Oh, well, that's the logical what? thing to do. We tried to go to the <laughs> gym and they wouldn't let us in. So any other exciting findings here? Yeah, um, there is a house with a woman that will give our Pokemon a ribbon if we tell her a story. 
when we Aww. met her, she didn't want a story. She wanted us to come back the next day to tell her a story. And we were like, sorry, lady. We're, like, on a mission. A we got to, like, finish this journey so we can move on. Um, so, sadly for her, she didn't get a story. Sadly for us, we didn't get a ribbon. Um, Everybody loses. And then there's one final house that you can only access using rock climb. So, like, really wants to cut himself off from his community. Um, Smart. And there is a scientist in there who has been an indie developer of Pokech apps. So I guess, yeah, he's just, like, blocking himself off from society, like, in the most secluded corner of the most secluded city, like, developing his Pokech apps. Um, and if we bring him a Pokemon with the correct nature that he wants to see, I guess, as, like, his muse or inspiration for other apps, uh, he mm. will give us some for free. Uh, oh. But we did not have the right nature, so we were like, sorry, dude. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know any of Pugis's Pokemon's natures. I wonder if he got them, like, overwritten to just say the shit. Yeah, I mean, we did look at, like, the Pokemon's, like, information cards that Jenna's been keeping notes on, but um, no one was the right one. So, we finally had nothing else to distract ourselves with. Um, yeah. And had to make our way over to the Vista Lighthouse. And now, for a quick word from our sponsors. This is a reminder to the residents of Sunny Shore City that solar panel walkway cleaning will take place each morning from 2 to 3 a.m. Further, all residents are once again instructed to remove their shoes before walking on the solar panels. Yes, you also need to be wearing socks so we don't get any smudgy footprints on the panels either. You are expected to carry your shoes across the walkway and can put your shoes back on once you've exited the walkway. We've seen an increase in muddy shoe prints over the past few days, and we should all know by now that any efficiency decrease to these panels means that Volkner's gym could send us into yet another blackout. It has been 16 days since our last blackout. Help your neighbors make it to 17 days. Now back to our show. Woo. So lighthouses. Uh, hot take. They're all haunted. I feel like a light, if a lighthouse exists, like, is there, there's not a, is there actually a need for any lighthouse that's like at all in the recent times? Or are they all just like from old, olden times? Um, I think it depends. Like in some coastal areas with like a fishing community, um, they don't always have the correct, like, fanciest i suppose gps systems like they mostly have gps at this point so like mm -hmm. you at least know which direction you're going but there's still like useful waypoints of like visual navigation so okay okay i mean it's not like really life or death it. like you're gonna be like smashed onto some rocks if they're not there but like it is more helpful to have them than to not have them i just feel like the lighthouse business has to be like not doing great like, I'm sure no, there was a time where not. they were thriving. Like, bam, no one will ever get anywhere in the world without us. And then, like, planes happen. They're like, fuck, we didn't see that one coming. And now it's like, <laughs> oh, no, GPS. What will we ever do? So I think lighthouses are kind of screwed. Um, but, yes, heading over to that lighthouse, um, there's a zap plate. Yeah. One of the coolest names for something ever. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I want a fucking zap plate. Like, Well, did you guys pick it up? 
Of course. Did you? It was a little. You could say it was shocking. Ah, uh, yeah. We, we had to use our item finder to find it, but um, yeah. I went inside, was prepared like Olivine City style to have to battle our way through a bunch of trainers to get to Volkner, which is honestly part of the reason why I sort of dissuaded Jenna from going there to begin with. Um, and that was not the case. No, not aggressive. Maybe the lighthouse is like a calming in, a calming influence. You're just looking out this at the water. This must be, yeah, like a modern day lighthouse. So like Olivine City stuck in the past, Vista Lighthouse is more of just like a tourist situation because... You walk in the front door and you're just like immediately in an elevator, um, and then it like spits you out on the top floor. Like there is nothing in between. Sort of I didn't like expect... we. My family lives in St. Louis on both sides, and when we would go back there to visit them, we would always go up in the arch, which is very cool. But like you're in this little elevator, and so you hmm. go all the way up, but there's like nothing else to do in between. So that's what it reminded me of. My own very personal anecdote is what this reminded me of. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I thought it was going to be a giant spiral staircase that we had to walk up for 15 minutes. So the elevator was a very welcome shock there. Now, um, so we have Volkner's up there, and basically he'll just say that there haven't really been any worthy challengers, so he's just chilling, living his life up here. Maybe that's why he's sad. He feels like there's no more challenges in life and everything is blah, blah, blah. So Pujis was like, "Mm, I'm the shit, you're not. And I think that was all the motivation he needed Um, because he said he'd go back to the gym, and now we get to go. See if we can get that last badge. It is pretty cool, though. There are some binoculars in there, though. And you are able to see the Pokemon League. So that's exciting. Jenna was like, we need to get there. Stat. And I was like, yes, I agree. I'm ready for this journey to be over. <laughs> what child says we need to get their stat? Uh, someone who spent her entire life in the corporate environment like Jenna has. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I do. Like- yes. Okay. Now, um, moving on to the Heim, the gym. This is a weird fucking looking gym. That is my overall assessment. Yeah, so there are these gears in the floor and the... Gears of floor. <laughs> gears of floor. Um, <laughs> and then attached to these ginormous gears are these like metal walkways, but only parts of the walkway. And then buttons set into the walkway that control the gears. So as the gears spin... Some walkways will line up with each other. Some won't. You can try and line up with one or the other, like, multiple. Very, like, magic staircase of Hogwarts vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. Also very much a man who has way too much time on his hands vibe. Yup, yup. I'm wondering. I'm seeing this, like, he doesn't get enough challengers thing is apparently a big issue. Because he needs to find a lot of ways to keep himself entertained. Like, so, we uh, hear from trainers throughout this gym, and I think in the city as well, that Volkner just spends all of his time redesigning the gym and using more and more electricity to do so. Um, and clearly, yeah, this is, like, the definition of over-engineered. Just a little bit. Now, it is an electric-type gym, for the, for the most part. Uh, I say the most part because there are some strange exceptions. Um, <laughs> just a random Mr. Mime thrown in. Just because maybe School Kid Forest really likes some creepy fucking Pokemon. You get yeah. a random Kadabra. Because, like, Kadabra's yellow. Electricity's yellow. I'll take that. <laughs> Someone is a Steelix. There's What the fuck is going on with this gym? Honestly, like... I know. So, School Kid Forest, the one with the Mr. Mime, I remember him saying he was here to, like, study and train under Volkner. So, like, maybe he's not actually a real, like, gym trainer and is just, like posing as one 
But yeah, like, guitarist Preston, who's got a Bibarel, A-Strainer Zachary with his Steelix and Metacham. It's like, it almost seems like there are the gym trainers, and then there are the other gym challengers. Like, it's not just us. And then we're, like, yeah. also battling them, too. Yeah, it's all, 100%. like, just very strange. Very weird. Sunny Press- Shore City, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> not Preston, sorry. Zachary's the one that got him the most. A Steelix and a Metacham. Like, what? Like, bro... Bro, okay, so most of these, like, trainers coming in, not really big, much of a challenge. They're not super high level. There's nothing really super powerful there. Um, I do appreciate Poke Kid Megan's dedication to Pikachu. That's my biggest takeaway. Now, getting Dressed to... in, like, a Pikachu, trains for Pikachus, all identical, very into it. That's what you gotta do. Now, Volkner, I do have a problem with Volkner here. Mr. Oh, Electricity no. over here. Has fifty percent of his Pokemon with electric are electric types. Like not even like, bro. You got a water type on your team. All right, look, Octillery. First of all, like yes, is completely wrong. Does not belong here. Don't know what you're doing here, sir. However, let's just walk through why I think Octillery gets a pass. One, it's literally Octillery, like artillery, like it's designed to be a tank. So we're already starting with like the war machine imagery. Its ability is Sniper, and then all four of its moves are gun moves. There's Octazooka, Charge Beam, Aurora Beam, and Bullet Seed. Like, I don't fucking care what the hell Volkner's, like, theme is supposed to be. This Octillery is iconic and rises above any rules. Does it not kill itself if it tries to use Charge Beam? Like, it immediately fires up a Charge Beam and just electrocutes itself. I don't know, and I don't care. I just ah, and then what is the ambipalm doing here? I'm yeah, ambipalm was weird. I don't know. Infernape just punched it a bunch and called it a day. <laughs> yeah, the one the one nice thing for Pooja's in this in this battle was a uh, turdway was kind of handmade for this battle. The, the, yeah. the between the ground and the grass type for the random ass artillery thrown in. Um, can't say it was much of a, a struggle. Thankfully. Looking at the moves, thankfully, uh, Turdwig did not get Aurora Beamed. That would have been unfortunate. But outside yeah. of that, not too much of a struggle here. Yeah, Jenna's uh, Exxon, the Bastiodon, still knows Dig. I would have thought that we would have access to Earthquake by this point, but apparently, I don't know, Jenna either missed that TM or just we haven't found it yet. Um, so Dig is the strongest ground-type move she has, but... Yeah, no problem with Raichu. Punched Ambipom, zapped Octillery with National Park Service. Um, and then, yeah, Lux, uh, being a Rock Steel type, not really much you can do to that. So, um, yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at Raichu's stats, it also knows Brick Break, which would be 4x against um, Bastiodon, but it didn't use yeah. that either. So, I think Volkner just like. I don't think Volkner wants to. I think Volkner wants a career change. Maybe Volkner would rather be like a a lighthouse manager or a sailor or a librarian. Wow. We're starting this journey and ending this journey in the same way. Remember, Rourke also yep. did not want to be a gym leader. Maybe not they should just all. like unionize themselves and then quit. Yeah. I th- Wait, is Volkner related to Lieutenant Surge? we had any like reason to believe that but octillery does seem yep. to be a bit of a giveaway wow also what like the haircut and stuff reminds me of, of like events. if surge just did not 
ever work out. Oh, like, man. Vulcan or, like, maybe it's his, like, nephew or something like that. And he's just like, I don't want to be like that. And Lieutenant Surge is like, no, you gotta be, you got to be tough. I'm, I'm Lieutenant Surge. you got to do these things. And then, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his uh, Bulbapedia page. Wow, his art in Diamond, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is so cool. Um, I don't see anything that indicates any relationship with Lieutenant Surge, but, like, yeah, Octillery is, like, a dead giveaway. The hair? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You heard it here first, kids. That's investigative journalism for you. A quick break, and we'll be right back with the show. Testing, testing. This is an emergency announcement to the residents of Sunny Shore City. If your power is still out, please remain calm. On Monday, September 12th, it appears that two challengers entered Volkner's gym. Given the recent strain on the Sunny Shore City electrical grid and the energy required to run the gym for not one but two challengers, it does appear as though Sunny Shore City has been sent into a blackout. Rest assured that we are working tirelessly around the clock to restore power to our residents who need it the most, and will be working with Volkner to reduce the electrical load of the gym going forward. For your safety and the safety of the repair crews, please do remain inside your homes until power is restored. Thank you for your cooperation and understanding in this difficult time. Now back to our show. Now, after Volkner has been savagely defeated by a team of Pokemon that was, in fact, the shit, um, you get the Beacon Badge and Charge Beam, which is kind of cool. I'm very excited about Charge Beam. And you can use Waterfall outside of battle, so that's exciting. Um, and we are able to get into the Pokemon League. One big issue with this, where the fuck is Waterfall? Yeah... Like, that's that no, up to this point, hasn't it basically been like someone weirdly conveniently gives us an HM and right before, before either General Roku just need it? Right before yeah. the gym. And they're like, oh, cool, this is how I use it. Did we like forget? I mean, look, Pooh just doesn't talk to anybody. So at this point, he could have just walked right past. But Jenna is much more diligent, and I don't think y'all have it either. So I am confused. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is something that we'll find in Victory Road, which we still have a bit of a ways to get to. So, um, mm. Jenna wasn't super worried at this point. Like, we definitely had the, like, wait, how do we not have this HM yet? Kind of similar, like, because we just had that realization with the Earthquake TM. We were like, oh, man, maybe we, like, really fucked something up. But we were like, well, can't do anything about it now just keep going until we can't go anymore um and we headed to the um northern side of the city because that's where of course a water route is and that is the direction that our binoculars told us the pokemon league was in and derek who did we find on these brilliant brilliant shores of sunny shore who did we find we found professor jasmine no oh. <laughs> we found, come on what you think he's actually going to show up no we found jasmine from the gym leader from olivine city in johto i didn't even remember who that was i know that's why i like gave you the whole like spiel 
Okay. She, like, very awkwardly tries to, like, introduce herself, and it's just, like, not working. So here's my theory about – oh, yeah. Jasmine gives us waterfall. That's not important. It's, like, Oh, great. she's the one it's that just... gives water. Oh, I don't remember her being an important – I'm looking up Jasmine now. I just thought it was a no, rando. No, she was a gym leader in Johto, and then she gave us waterfall here. No, I know so... that, but I'm saying I don't remember her from oh. Johto. She's the one in the, with the lighthouse, the city with the lighthouse. Here. Here's my theory. Flint, in his many weird ways of deciding that he's going to cure Volkner's depression via any means other than therapy, is like, all right, while we wait for someone to come challenge this gym who's, like, worthy of Volkner's time, what else do you do when your friend is sad? Obviously, you try and set them up on a blind date. So Flint is like, all right, Volkner likes lighthouses. Who else do I know that likes lighthouses? Jasmine likes lighthouses. Now kiss. <laughs> that is a conspiracy I can get behind. Yeah, except poor Jasmine is like just clearly has recently arrived in Sunny Shore City, has not um, made her way, I think, towards the inner part of the city to meet Volkner yet. Is like very nervous, very awkward, this sweet, sweet girl. So, um, yeah, we took a HMO7 waterfall from her and uh, gave her a pat on the back, good luck, and uh, went on our way. <laughs> Where do you think she got waterfall? This is actually interesting because they're both electric type gym leaders for the most part. And they both live no. in coastal. Jasmine is a steel type. Gym she had leader. two uh, magnemites, tons, magnet well, things. Okay, yes, but they're also steel type. Oh, well, I mean, apparently <laughs> Volkner's electric type and has a water type I mean, and a there, normal type. There's a connection. There's a connection there. Okay, what I will say yeah. is. She has a higher percentage of electric type Pokemon than Volkner does. Percentage wise, you're right because yes. it's two thirds. Because she also has Steelix, right? Yeah. See, look at that. Mm -hmm. So there's a so connection. So clearly, I mean, brewing. I think yeah, Flint has <gasps> done a good job of IDing a blind date. Oh, what did you just realize? No, never mind. Blind date. That takes it. I was gonna say, what if she's also related to Lieutenant Surge, and it's like a whole like no 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 there's no no way. no i don't no. think so no i think this is flint just being like i need, i'm gonna try and get my friend laid so like he can be in a better mood. okay and then when this doesn't work that's when he becomes ronald mcdonald yes yeah because okay. then he's like clearly i have to handle this by myself i can't trust anybody else so okay that makes sense okay. <laughs> proceed but yeah getting so, into the water route now yeah with route 223 is there anything exciting? It's just a lot of water. We've seen so much. You know what? I used to like the ocean. And then, like, in three journeys, now I'm like, fuck you, ocean. That's yeah, my... I mean, I don't think I'm quite there yet. I do enjoy a good water route. I feel like the balance was a little bit better this time around. Um, this route is pretty long. It's just, like, a straight shot north towards Victory mm -hmm. Road and the Elite Four. But um, it's not, like too irritating to navigate like there's really one main way forward as opposed to some of the routes in Sinnoh where you could or some of the routes in Hoenn where there were like multiple ways to go and you'd get lost and turned around and just like it was all bad um yeah I mean I don't really have a problem with this route like there's nothing really to say here um we just threw on a bunch of repels and uh didn't battle any Pokemon uh, swimmer Miranda had a Luminion, and I was like, wow, beautiful baby, love that. And, uh, swimmer Oscar had a Mantike, Remoraid, and Mantine, also very cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots of trainers here, good, 
experience for Pachirisu and um, Obama Snow. Mm. That's really all I have to say. Yeah, I'll say uh, Shark Tanks will probably Shark Tanks and, and a Turdwig have a, had a great time here. That's oh, about yeah. it. I bet. <laughs> but more importantly, ready to get out of the water so that way we can get to the most important part, and that is Victory Road. But that is going to be something for the next episode. For now, we are going to wrap it up where next time we'll get into Victory Road. We're going to get into the Elite Four. We're going to see how epically they fail or succeed in defeating the Elite Four and bring this journey to an end. But for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your hosts Derek and Sessie and Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Sessie, hit him with the social media. If you are on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod, um, where you can also wish Derek a happy birthday because it will. Woo. This episode will come out two days before your birthday. It's Woo. the fourteenth, right? Yes, two days before yes. I d- I descend into become an old and, man <laughs> and uh, being old. Woo. So go uh, find us on social media. Wish Derek a happy birthday. Um, I know that one thing Derek would love for his birthday is a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And for you to subscribe or follow this show on whatever platform you listen to us on. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember, I want to be the very best like no one ever was. To catch one of every gym type is my real test. To train them is my unpaid labor for the Pokemon League. Sponsored by the Sinnoh Pokemon League. The only context in which following me isn't weird, so do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) 